good enough? What up, guys? Welcome back to... Is it good enough? Oh, we did it the same time! That's the new goal. That's the new goal. All episodes will be fun. We just got to try and hit on the same time. Positive vibes only. What's up, everyone? We're back again. Yes, and hopefully my audio is way better because I was on a trash microphone. I didn't think it was bad last one, so we're, yeah. just, we're only going up from here. <laughs> um, that's true. I mean, I feel like our last episode was super intense, so I think we're looking to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, since it's like a new year too, we'll go in like kind of fresh, kind of happy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm also being that totally annoying person, especially at work. Called and I, like, I totally made a work meeting called Positive Vibes Only. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's not that I don't want to embrace the negative. It's just you know, quite a few events have happened in a very small window. So I, I think we all need to decompress and. Um, focus on positivity if we need to. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like, agree. What's some like positive stuff to start the new year? But I mean, let, let's start it that way. What's some positivity that you're vibing on? Mm, let's see. For me, I would say trying to find like stuff to look forward to in the future. So for instance, this past weekend, my roommate and I went uh, skiing. So that was super fun. It was just nice to get out like and just try and be as safe as possible while we're there. Like, obviously, it stinks that, like, COVID's around and stuff like that. But, you know, going to a place where they're taking the, those procedures pretty seriously was good. And we were able to get out in some way. And I, that was just really nice yesterday just to be able to do that. So just looking forward to be doing more things like that in, like, a safe manner, but still trying to find some stuff to get out, um, you know. And then... I don't know, you know, just treating myself, trying to really take care of my body, uh, make sure I feel good. And then like when I do good for the week, like actually rewarding myself in some way. So there's like my favorite brewery. It's like two blocks from my apartment. I just walk over there every now and then and grab beer. And that's like my treat. So just being more, you know, thoughtful to myself. Those are positive things, right? 2021, not too bad. Those are 2021 (laughs) wins. I agree. What about you? Um, I was going to like list off more random things. You know, I, uh, Zach and I watched Bridgerton. Oh, um, I heard it was, I heard that show was really good. I haven't watched it yet. I'm a huge fan of Gossip Girl and I'm also a huge fan of period pieces. So to have both of those things in one thing was really enjoyable for me. So that was a win. Um, I'm finally cleared from COVID to start working out again. So I'm Yay. having a little bit of normalcy there, obviously starting from scratch. I, I feel like I'm at day zero, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Uh, so plug here for, I'm using Book of Muscle. So they actually like write it all out. So I'm going to do the Book of Muscle plan to kind of rebuild my muscle, get back in it, even though uh, I have surgery in a couple of days. So I'll be out of the game for a couple of weeks, but hopefully it'll be easy to hop right back in. Yay. Book of Muscle. That's actually such a funny book name. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. That's it's awesome. kind of, it's been around for quite some time. Uh, the book that we have is from, you know, when I first met Zach, like seven years ago. So mm. it's been around a long time. Dang. I hope you get some muscle then. I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah. Me, strong. me too. I mean, the good thing about it is I'm not really trying to go to like a full gym right now. Mm-hmm. especially living like in the heart of the city but mm-hmm. I do have an apartment gym that has very low attendance like I've never been in there with more than three people at a time so lots of free weights dump you know free weights so a smith machine kind of the basics of the, the things you need like. yeah this book aligns what I need because otherwise like at my old gym I would just be like clean jerking like all kinds of stuff yeah but, like platform type stuff yeah yeah I couldn't even squat though without feeling like I was gonna buckle but I've been doing yoga which is actually I feel like my squat form is a little bit better because I did continue to stretch and do yoga when I had COVID that's good so I think I actually might have an advantage going back into weightlifting this time 
That's good. Yoga is so important. That's one thing I've been trying to get do more often too, because it's sta- it helps you stabilize yourself. And then that helps prevent injuries so much when it comes to lifting and those types of movements. So uh, it's awesome. I love the fact that I can like touch my toes and it not hurt. <laughs> Mine hurt, man. My legs are stiff. Oh boy. Just wake up every morning and seriously stretch for five minutes. I feel like that just makes all the difference. Also, insanity gave me a ton of flexibility. Oh my gosh. I remember like right when COVID started, like we were in a GM together. And all I was the us, only one who finished yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> all of us tried to start insanity and none of us finished. Other than other than Babs, but I remember I I think I got into like maybe I did for like two weeks or so, but the issue with my thing was my old apartment you would hear like me literally like tiptoe let alone do the heisman and like high knee jumps and crazy stuff like that so i ended up stopping <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's, I, the, what motivated me was i actually put because obviously i'm not going anywhere so my calendar isn't being utilized the same way mm-hmm. on my fridge so i actually just did every class on there so it's like i had no excuse because i wanted to x out the the box so I think I printed it out too or like I was trying to exit out too and then I I still fell off man I still but I I kept up working out though because then I got into Chloe Ting which was like the the ultimate COVID (laughs) workout routine I feel like we had a lot of COVID workout fads that we went through it was a lot of ebb and flowing and also I think the hard part was we were all just starting our like hashtag fit uh, thing and so the challenge with that was that we all were like on this path like tagging each other oh. for like a month straight being like hey look at me lift weights and all of us like doing our thing and then we we're like how can we keep this going and then it just all of a sudden died yes yeah so for anyone who doesn't know what Babs is talking about I feel like it was mostly people in Chicago but then it kind of spread to other like states and whatever but we were doing these things called sweat checks and you would basically post a story of yourself on Instagram working out you say sweat check and then you tag however many people you wanted and it was popular like people would have like four reposted friends working out plus them on their story and I it was great I feel like it was holding people accountable and I feel like it gives people a confidence boost to you know post themselves working out or you know post themselves doing something like that it was so we need to bring it back I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> I also felt like, too, if I were to re- say if when you tagged me and I reposted it, but I didn't have my own sweat check, I felt like it just looked weird. So <laughs> it was just like, oh, I couldn't afford to not go to the gym. But I, I think the hardest part, too, was like my gym was like very strict on no photos. So I had oh, to like, really? but yeah, like videos and photos are because they just want it to be more fluid and uh, just some of the people who went there, they would like be accidentally in the back of the video and just get upset. So mm, that's so interesting. I yeah. feel like my gym's the opposite because it's like my gym is predominantly lifting and like powerlifting. So then, of course, everyone always like everyone brings tripods to my gym and they're always like taking their video and stuff. So I've actually felt more confident in taking my own videos just so that I can like check my form and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, I, it was, I think it was just kind of like the culture of yeah. the gym I went to, so, but, uh, so today, as promised, yes. I feel like we promised this for a couple episodes, to so keep it lighthearted, we're going to play a game, um, it's yeah. called Table Topics, Questions to Start Great Conversations, uh, this is, it, it's the couples edition, so the, it was, my husband <laughs> and I both, uh, because sometimes we're bored, we'll whip out these because sometimes we'll either see if the other person knows the answer or, you know, give us a chance to talk through some stuff. I'm um, Zach now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a lot of it can be individual. I'll obviously filter more that lean into questions for each other. Uh, but I figure I can also, because you can, I know it's backwards, but mm-hmm. hopefully you can read it. So that way it's not just me asking the questions the whole Dope. time. That sounds good. Um, and so let me ask this first one is, do you eat differently when you're alone? Ooh, mm, yes and no. Um, 
I would say, I, I, <laughs> I think I eat pretty much the same. I mean, I usually almost always eat alone considering the fact that like, I'm basically, like I, ba I basically live alone. I'm not really dating anyone right now. So it's, it's always just me eating. Um, and I, I have a very red, I eat pr like a very regimented schedule just because of my health concern, like my, um, you know, just I try and stay healthy and stuff like that. So I always can eat the same. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> well, I totally eat different when Zach's not home. I like straight up. So uh, for when he's here, I'll actually take the time to create a meal. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'll just eat like heat up leftovers and like and just sit in front of the TV. But when he's home, it's like at the dinner table, I'll do like, a, you know, all of this different dishes. But when I'm alone, like I'll mix shit up in a really weird way. So today mm -hmm. I had leftover meatloaf, leftover Caesar salad, and leftover sweet potatoes. And a little bit of baba ganoush, and I just kind of mixed it together. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm someone's worst nightmare who can't, like, but I just blended it. So that's how I eat solo. I feel that, yeah. It depends. It totally depends. So this question says, if your partner or best friend filled in for you at work, what would happen? <laughs> My withdrawal would not get done. I think, <laughs> I think I would be fired. Zach would probably quit. <laughs> yeah, his, his job set, like his job skill set does not transfer over very well to most jobs considering the fact he flies a plane like sir please fill out this spreadsheet <laughs> he's gonna be like what it's like equal sum of what what mm -hmm. <laughs> is that real estate thing you're talking about i don't think it'd go over well if if i if i needed like like if i looked at my set group of friends i could pick a few that would fill my position fine at work like you would fill it fine like if i was like hey man you gotta go facilitate some courses and think about learning at a company, <laughs> you'd be right on it. Like, you do some of that already. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that whole conversation, you know, when you go into the business world, those hard and soft skills. Mm -hmm. Because if you have the basics of the most desirable soft skills, you're pretty, or yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much like set up anywhere. Because hard For skills real. can always be learned with the right teacher. Mm -hmm. So I think we forget about that. So true. It, how would you gift $100,000? Gift as in like, I need to give it to a charity or would I need to like, or like gift as in like, I can give it to people too. It's all up to you. How would you gift it? Can I gift some of it to myself? Is that allowed? It's okay. however you want to do it. I would definitely gift money to my parents, obviously, like I would like definitely give them a good hunk of it just so that my dad can stop working and stuff. And then I'd probably save a little chunk for me. And then I would probably donate some of it. Like since I have some extra money, I would probably designate like a portion of it to go to charities that need it right now, whether it be for some of the current movements probably some to the sorority too like i'm i work on our foundation board so i would obviously give money to that um so i would give it to nonprofits that like matter to me or that i feel like are really important there's one nonprofit that i like too called project heal but they do a lot with eating disorders and things like that i'd send some money over that way but then yeah that a good amount would go towards like my family though too and help them out what about you Probably majority would definitely go to my family. Mm -hmm. um, I think one thing that I unfortunately have learned as I got older is like hundred thousand is a lot of money, but it's also not at the same not, time. Yeah, it's not that yeah. much. Like. It's like for some people, that's just one year of work. Yeah. Um. So it's like uh, depending on the size of the family, you can only support your family for a year. But definitely my family, always trying to give back um, to those who like help take care of me, and I love to spoil my siblings when I can. So. Um, gift them uh, in terms of philanthropy for Zach and I uh, Shriners is really important to him um, sometimes I'd let him share a story so definitely get some cash over to Shriners probably give some to our sorority as well because that's something uh, that is on my like long-term goals is to 
be able to fully fund like an educational scholarship one day is what I would love to do. And then I think, yeah, that's, that's how I would gift it. Mm. I mean, I there's have... tons of philanthropies I love. Like I, I love to donate to the human rights campaign. That's who I right. support on a monthly basis. So probably give some to them as well. Right. Yeah. It's crazy because a hundred thousand dollars does sound like a lot, but it like in a way it really isn't like, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. I, in one lump, immediate sum to one person, is it is. Lot. But then once you start splitting it, right. And if you want a hundred thousand, you'd probably get a lot of taxes taken out of that too. Like if it depends. Like this question, obviously, if, if we're talking in real, like a real world situation, if you want a hundred k, you're not getting that hundred. Yeah, no. unless you say you want it to go straight to a nonprofit, then that's the mm -hmm. only way you can keep it intact. Interesting. Yeah. A nonprofit of Xtina Arnie <laughs> LLC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so this question is, what changes could we make that would reduce our level of stress? That's a good one. Oh, that's big brain thoughts. Um, you know, I know this is like, super high uh, achievement type thing but therapy I will say um, I used to be super against it because I had a lot of issues in therapy like I, I would have literally a therapist would break up with me after two sessions because I'd be like you're fine you don't need me I wow. yeah it, it's it's very, it was very challenging because I would go to them and then all of a sudden when I wasn't sad anymore they were like okay goodbye and I was like, well, that's not what I want. Like, I need someone when I'm sad and happy to continue to track my mood. And so I finally... Most therapists do that. That's really surprising that, you know. Yeah, I just have, I don't know. I think I have a lot of theories on why this doesn't work out. I think I just have, I, someone once told me that I'm a very high performer and that therapists likely are challenged to support that sometimes. Mm. And so I actually... Um, found one and so ever since I found that therapist I feel like my I'm doing much better like mm -hmm. my stress isn't gone but it's always nice to know that I have that person on a weekly basis to talk to to kind of get the affirmation that I need that's unbiased and is there 100% to support you that's completely outside the picture so definitely therapy and saying no Yes, that's a good one. I need to do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, reducing stress, I always say, find just outlets to get emotions and thoughts that are in your head out in some way. So for me, that's a meditation. Usually working out, doing things physically helps a lot for me. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. It, it's, a, it's hard to just name like a couple things, right? Because mm. it's like, what do you also do for self-care? Right. Uh, you know, emotional, physical, mental, because stress manifests in a lot of crazy ways too. I, I mean, I've really felt the stress physically before. Me too. My back is a thing of knots. <laughs> I got one of those trigger point hooks. You should totally invest. I, I have one. It's, it's the best thing I've ever purchased in my life. The best $30 ever spent. I it's feel so silly with it. Oh, it's the best. I sit here always with it. I sit in all my meetings now with it. If you guys have back issues, really recommend buying the Body Buddy. We're not sponsored, but it's a good 30 bucks, honestly. The best 30 bucks. And it doesn't break. I've been using that thing for the past three years, and it's, it's solid. That thing is not, like, you can't even put weight on it to break it. it it's intense. I love it. I have one, too, and it's fantastic. I also got an acupuncture mat for my I back. have one too. <laughs> so it's like weird things like that because you hold so much stress in your muscles and you just don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So this one's a little fun one to kind of break things Ooh. up. So when you were a kid, what reasons were you disciplined for? Honestly, I wasn't like a bad kid or anything. So I really wasn't like disciplined too often. I feel like sometimes I got in trouble if I, I hated reading. I was really bad at reading for some reason. So then when we had to do our reading logs, which was you had to read X amount of pages and write in a notebook, 
I wouldn't want to do it. And then sometimes I would need to go to my room and just like sit there until I got it done. And then the other reasons I got disciplined was because I was violent <laughs> and I would fight with my brothers because being the youngest girl, you have two older brothers I, that watching Power Rangers, like I, I had a temper, that Leo energy, that fire in me. And I would, I would probably like fight people. I hit my brother one time with like a tissue box, like really hard. I remember I got in a lot of trouble for that, <laughs> but <laughs> that's about it. Nothing crazy. I can't remember anything else. Yeah. What about you? I only ever got in trouble for doing too many activities, really. Um, my dad always would get mad that he felt like he was spreading, I was spreading myself too thin. Oh. And so um, early on, I was really challenged um, and had things take away, taken away because he was like trying to get me to be a kid. But I, I wasn't understanding. I was like, he was taking away my whole life. And my dad was like, no, like, you know, he got, I was like doing, playing volleyball, doing dance, playing basketball and going to school and on your book and in band. Like I was that kid. Yeah. yeah. And my dad was like, you know, you're never home, but I never really understood that maybe my dad wanted me home. Yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. that was kind of Aww. something I didn't realize till I was an adult, actually, maybe until this moment when I said it out loud, I was like, oh, I think my dad just wanted to be able to hang out with me sometimes, but I was always Aww. too busy. Yeah. Uh, but I, there was actually one funny story. So when I was in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, uh, the hot thing to do was roller skating. So like every Ooh. Friday night, we would go roller skating, have fun. It was $5, three hours. All the parents <laughs> drop off the kids. They'd come mm -hmm. pick us up. And then other kids in my neighborhood would also go roller skating. So there was this girl who lived down the street who was having a roller skating birthday party who I thought was my friend. Mm. And my dad thought she was the biggest bully, didn't like her, and he hated her dad. And uh, he, he was like, he was like, you're not going to the roller skating. Well, I think he said maybe. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he said no or maybe. And for some reason, so my friend comes and knocks on the door and says, you want to still go to my birthday party? For some reason, I made the decision to go while my parents were not home. And I left the note to my oh. dad saying, I accept my consequences. And I went. Dang. How old were you? 11? I was, yeah, I was like 10 or 11. Dang, you gave no fucks. You said, I accept. You can. It's worth it. <laughs> I mean, I got a huge smack across the face when I came home. <laughs> and then I was like grounded. But my dad, could, my dad was not very good at grounding me. So the couple of times I did get grounded, my grounding like didn't last more than 48 hours. Because I'd be sitting around the house not doing anything, and my dad would be like, let's go do something. So, Aww. like, we would end up hanging out. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the worst thing I ever did as a kid. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. I wasn't a rebellious child either. So the fact that I did that, like, still blows my mind. Because I was still just a good kid. Like, I wasn't doing anything yeah. wrong it's just that was just the power of the influence of the bad friend my dad didn't want me hanging out with wow that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's why he was like don't be friends with her she said yeah fuck it <laughs> um what skills did you learn when you were young that had the greatest impact on your future sneaking out of the house <laughs> 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 um I mean I know that sounds really funny but it actually had I guess instead of making it like skill based I could tell a fun story uh about it is that I did learn how to sneak out of the house and I actually made some like a lot of fun memories because of it mm -hmm. um because I I didn't really like when I say it snuck out, I like snuck out in weird ways, but you know, I would like sneak out of the house and hang out with a boy at like 10 PM. Mm. And I, my friends would, cause we lived in this area where I had this nice white porch. And so my friends would sneak over and we would just hang out. My dad would be passed out. We're out of town because of his job. I, I sound like this like privileged kid. I promise you I'm not. My dad was, you know, a bus driver for Greyhound. So he was just gone a lot, but um 
yeah, I mean, that was probably my greatest skill. And keep in mind, too, my bedroom was right next door to my dad. So it's not like I was in another part of the house. Like, we lived in a small, like, 1,400-square-foot, three-bedroom home situation. And I still managed to, like, sneak out. Floor, like, creaks a little bit. (laughs) And I had, like, a little yippee chihuahua who would, like, bark anytime someone would come by. So I'm just like, shut up, Rocco. Um, but yeah, I would sneak out and hang out with, um, friends and, you know, it's like, I close my eyes and I think about those memories. They actually make me really happy because it was like no responsibility and like this ultimate innocence of just being a kid mm. or a teenager, like living in a movie. So it's something like, all I, new, something different, like everything that's happening is so like exciting. I had my first kiss making out yeah. of the house. Oh, I mean, like that's when all that stuff happened. Like you know, truth or dare, all of the crazy things that you see on TV shows, I mm-hmm. managed to do somehow in a strict household. Oh, <laughs> and I also just recently found out that my cousin listens to this show. So <laughs> don't tell dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad knows that my Asian side of my family doesn't know. <laughs> So, cousin, if you're listening, <laughs> die on a hill of silence, because I know that no one else listens to this. Um, so, how about you? What skills did you learn that, mm. when you were young, that had the greatest impact on your future? What skills? Probably not to care too much. Um, I think, like, having older brothers or, like, stuff like that, you get a hard, like, a tough shell or, like, a thicker skin, which you kind of need. Uh, other skills. Um, honestly, when I was really young, like, I started to diet and try and live healthy, and then all those skills really translated over to that I can carry on forever, which I'm really thankful for in a way. Like, I'm kind of happy that I wasn't super small or, like, one of those people who could eat everything they ever need. Or every – sorry – someone who could eat everything that they want because like then sometimes for them, their metabolism slows down and it hits them like a freight train and they like, don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm kind of happy that like, I kind of already eat kind of healthy and live that lifestyle. And I think those skills are important for me. I agree. Mine's like sneaking out of your house. You're like, uh, I'm just going to be more reasonable. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have one that I think could be fun because I feel like, if you and I could explore the world together, we totally would. Mm-hmm. And so here's what we can talk about is what are three places that we would want to visit together? Mm, I can see how this could be a couple's game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three places. I totally, I totally feel like we would have to go to Ibiza together. Uh, yes. I've heard Ibiza is amazing. My parents were there for a little bit and they said it was insane. Ibiza, yes. On the list. Definitely. On the list. So, I, don't, I don't know. Have you ever been to Greece? I've always wanted to go to Greece. I feel like Greece would be fun for us, like considering like I'm part Greek, you're basically Greek. Like. Mm-hmm. Got that Mediterranean soul. Yeah, like you had you had that those those Greek dancing things when you were younger. I think it would be lit if we went to Greece. That would be, and you could do like history tours, but the, which I think we since we're both like very active people, I feel like we do really well like touring and doing all that stuff but then we could also chill and then Greece has that side where you could just go like to the beach and hang out and I think that would be a really good trip I'm also like right next door because I'm like Croatian so we're just super it would be the closest I could ever get to my roots so hey we could we could hop over to Croatia while we're there like who's saying we can't <laughs> in terms of exploring I know this is I, another place I, I've already been, but I think it would be really fun to also take you as Amsterdam. I know why you said that. Yep. <laughs> well, not even for that. There's just actually so much culture in that city. It was, honestly, I can't wait until I can go back. We really wanted to go back this year. And I very rarely go to a city in Europe that I'm like, I want to go back there soon because I, I'm trying to travel to as many places as possible, places, yeah. but I really want to go back there. Wow. Yeah. Then I'm down. 
if that's if I trust your instincts, we can go to Amsterdam. That's the third we spot. Could, we could probably accomplish all three in one trip if we really committed to it. Yeah, for real. So Ibiza, Amsterdam, and Greece. Done. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's on the that list. So maybe sometime <laughs> we'll do like a 10 day or and just accomplish all three. Right. That that's our tour. That's our when we're when we're on tour. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So this one, I think you can like broadly ask it. Um, it literally was the next one I pulled up. Ooh. What if I've never really been in love? I don't know if I have. Okay. Oh shit, my bad. I was supposed to ask you to read this out loud to you. I was like reading it and answering it. Okay. So this question says, what did it feel like the first time you were in love? Aww. So the first time I was in love, I don't think it was until I was in the relationship I am now with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, How does it feel? <laughs> well, it feels pretty great. I think that, you know, I had always had this perception, like, I always, like, deeply liked people, but yeah. I had never yeah. had, I actually got that butterfly feeling and just that desire and want to constantly connect with someone. I still have that to this day. You know, we were talking about how we've been in each other's lives for seven years this year. And it still feels like yesterday. And, you know, everyone likes to think that they have the greatest love. I genuinely feel like we do. And it's just that every day we want to connect. And it's everything I just want to share with him. I don't Mm. feel the need to keep secrets, that I could be my truest self. Um, When he goes away, even for a 24-hour trip, I miss him a lot. Um, and it, it's not just because of COVID, because even when he, you know, when th- things were quote unquote normal, I would still miss him when he'd be away. So it's just kind of, sure. I can't really describe it, but I think it's just that I always want to be connected with him. Like we're even really weird that if we fall asleep, like we need our space because, you know, it's like a overheat, but like we'll maybe intertwine like a leg or something just like so still kind of touching. Yeah. Yeah. We're those weirdos. We're always like constantly, even if it's like our elbows, we're just like, Yep, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I do that to people all the time, too. <laughs> like, you still want to touch them, but you really need your space. Mm-hmm. And he likes to sleep on his left shoulder, and I like to sleep on my right, so it's even My butts are, like, touching. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I think. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really been in love. I think, like, do you think there's a difference between loving someone and then being in love with someone? Yes, right? absolutely i think yeah i learned that i didn't learn that until i was like 25. yeah i think i love a lot of people like i like i love people so much (laughs) i think i'm a very loving person but i don't think i've really been in love with anyone so we'll see when the time comes it'll happen i think like when it happens you'll just know Mm-hmm. Because, so my moment was when I realized I love Zach. We were actually at EDC. Um, oh, yeah. At mm-hmm. Cascade. And it was like one of the most awesome experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Ooh, I don't know. This one, this is kind of an intense one. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, maybe, maybe, well, I'm going to toss that one to the side. <laughs> um what do you would you say is your oddest habit (laughs) man (laughs) my oddest habit do you have one let me Uh, think i think everything about me is odd that's yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like i'm so weird like i don't know like i have a habit of like stretching a lot like all the time and I'll just stand up somewhere and I'm like doing like all this crazy stuff and then I feel like people who know me just end up getting so used to it they're just like oh she's stretching but then other people sometimes like what are you doing I'm like I'm stretching you know but then someone who like lives with me they're like oh yeah she's just stretching doing her thing and I'll just be like standing in the kitchen like trying to like touch my toes or like leaning on the wall or like doing something weird and like or like sitting on the floor and stretching and you know, but then, for instance, like, 
um, I'll cut her name out, comes over, and then she's, like, laying on the floor with me, she's like, yeah, I'm just stretching, like, <laughs> like, it's totally normal, but, yeah, I have a habit of just stretching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is a, I wouldn't say it's odd, but, like, I could see how someone would think it's odd. Like, what uh, is she doing, and I'm like, this, like, <laughs> what, like, talking to them, like, going like this. <laughs> it makes me more fun and exciting. <laughs> yeah. I can, so, I think mine is, so I, this is the only thing I think of because I was talking to my husband about this yesterday, is that I, I think I'm one of the very few people that has to have a vegetable with like every meal. Oh, you I did okay, too. Cool. Not, not breakfast, but I feel like I need a vegetable with my lunch and dinner, definitely. So I sometimes get made fun of when I'm traveling for work because I always order a side salad if there mm. is no vegetable on the plate. Uh, because I don't, under, like, in my mind, it's so weird that I think people don't put vegetables on plates, like, automatically <laughs> at a restaurant, but I always have to have a veggie. Always. Like, I'm with you. And oh, yeah. Also, I don't know if this is odd, but um, this also came up last night, and I hate heat. Huh. <laughs> and I didn't know that wasn't normal until recently. A lot of people don't like feet, I feel like, though. Like, a good amount of people say they don't like feet. So I thought everyone didn't like feet, like you oh. say. But it turns out I'm the only one, really, in my group of friends in my inner circle who hates feet. Like, yeah, I like will... if someone asks for a foot massage, you no. wouldn't give them a foot no massage. No way. If you want me to, like, touch your dirty socks, nope. No, I don't, don't, I don't want your feet touching me. I don't care to look at them. Like, just not a feet person at all but yeah I feel that that's okay that's not too weird at least it's like foot if you're like I hate ears or something like that's a little stranger maybe. I, I don't like people's uh, like yeah bodies yeah <laughs> I just don't touch me <laughs> if I don't I don't know you don't touch me uh. <laughs> fair <laughs> Someone, like stick their toe <laughs> at oh, you. Uh, no. Please no. <laughs> How much money would it take you to like lick a toe? Hundred thousand dollars. Okay. I'd lick a toe for like fifty. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? Oh, free nine nine. Oh gosh. If it was uh, someone's toe, I knew. <laughs> Not that much, honestly. <laughs> like, it was my friend's toe. We, we, could, we could just do a side gig. Only fans. Tina licks toes. Oh, and then once we reach toe. our once we reach our revenue thresholds of 100,000, Babs will come in and lick one toe. Lick a toe? Ugh, I can't even think about whose toes I'd be willing to lick. Like, that's even the more challenging part is, like, which foot would I choose? which toe yeah like because the pinky toe always gets squashed so i feel like that's the worst toe to lick almost but the big toe is like big and hairy <laughs> gotta think it out i'm sad <laughs> next question you're up guys what toe would you lick if you had to lick a toe yeah <laughs> please add us <laughs> add us please let us know twitter's gotten oh. more popping yeah, how much money how much money would it take to lick a toe? Okay. How do you like to be cared for when you're sick? Oh, that's a good one. Cause we kind of talked about that about with COVID too. Yeah, this one. So if I had my way, if I was like hundred percent sick, hundred percent catered to. Mm. I would just wish that if I was like feeling really rotten, I would love the ability to just lay there and not have to tell someone I want or needed. Cause when I'm sick, I'm usually like on my ass. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when I get sick, I'm still like managing the household kind of thing. Right. Um, just because Zach's not home a lot of times when I am sick. So just, uh, mm. and also a massage. I, massages really help too, especially yeah. with like my sinuses. If I have like a sinus cold or something like that. But yeah, like I would love to be catered to. Mm. Hand and foot. I don't care if people touch my feet for the record. But that's also why I take care of my feet, I think, because I hate feet so much. Anyway. 
Uh, no, that makes sense. I don't blame you. If I was sick, I think I just want someone to just bring me something, like bring me some medicine or like bring me like whatever, just make me feel a little better and then I'm, I'm good. Just leave me alone. <laughs> like bring me like some meds, bring me like a can of soup and then I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, nothing. No loving, no massages, no phone Massage calls. would be nice, but then I like wouldn't want someone to touch me, you know, like and then get them sick. And then phone calls if my throat's hurting, like I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, I'm like dead. But my big one sometimes if I'm like really sick, she'll send me like some money in Venmo and she'll be like, Oh, go get yourself a medicine ball from Starbucks or something. And I feel like that that just that love makes me feel better. I'm almost like ah. <laughs> I love bringing people medicine balls. I brought your I uh, your mom knows about them because when she was like sick at the beginning of last year, I brought her some. They're the best. They're they work magic for real. They just make you feel so much better. I feel like it's all a mental thing, but I am oh, going to be drinking those bad boys. I think it's so crazy that I may not be able to talk for like two weeks. Yeah. So I'll have to I'll have to get myself ask Zach to bring me a medicine ball. Yeah. Can you eat ice cream? Isn't that what you're supposed to eat? Um, I mean, you can, but everyone's sinuses react differently to dairy, so I don't know. Um, so I'm working on finding non-dairy things that I can consume. So I made, we tested over this weekend, sugar-free vanilla pudding with almond milk. Mm, so it was actually not that bad because I found out instant pudding is made with skim milk. So I was like, almond milk's pretty much the same thing. They're both water. So. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> what would you fear the most if you won the lottery? Getting killed. No. <laughs> For real, though. Like, if it was a big one, getting killed. And, like, I, if I won, I don't think I'd tell anyone, honestly. Because then everyone's going to come out of nowhere, like, expecting money or expecting you to do things. And I don't know. I'd, I'd keep it super private. I think I would I would take the money, put into savings right away, whatever it is, and then just give money to my family. And only my family would know. Like, my immediate family. <laughs> and I think that's about it. And then i just, like, spoil people a little more and be like, oh, I got a good job. Or like whatever it is but I don't think I would want anyone to really know because I'd be afraid of being used <laughs> I'm right there with you I mean I would be just kind of afraid of people expecting me to do certain things or the expectations maybe live a certain life mm -hmm. um, but I do know that I would like pay off a ton of people's debts that I care about if I all of a sudden mm -hmm. won the lottery mm-hmm that's what I would look Pay to mine do. off, please. I would, honestly. Pay my loans off, please. Those college loans. College? I, um, yeah, I mean, if there's enough money, it's just, I was just like, I feel like everybody could live great lives without debt. And so that would be my offer on the table would not be to give you money, but rather to pay off your debts. That's, that's a gift. Like, that's awesome. That would be so nice. <laughs> because it's a lot. Because in my eyes, like paying off debts, it's you give someone a clean slate and then you give them their income back in their pocket. Mm -hmm. So in it a takes long, us to wait. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine how much more money we would all have if we weren't paying like things like student loans? Yeah, that just accumulates and cum interest rates and yeah, seriously. I really wish I knew better. <clears throat> I I was not a smart smart kid. I feel <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> what do you envy the most about the opposite sex? That's a funny one. I, I feel like I know what you're going to say because I feel like I'm about to say the same thing. That they got wiener? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh -huh. they can pee standing up. They can pee anywhere, kind of. like Most places, yeah. I mean, they can stand up, sit down, lift a leg. No, I was going to say, like, I think in the workplace, I envy oh, yeah. that they can speak their mind and then be praised. Whereas when I speak my mind and this has happened where I'm labeled like a bitch or bossy or power hungry. Mm -hmm. um, 
actually what I envy most of the opposite sex is probably that they most of them don't fear that they're gonna get sexually assaulted all the time like I will always remember I was reading an article and they were talking about tips for running right and the tips that they gave men were all about strides and it, you know breathing and all this like actual running tips and then the running tip for the woman was like don't wear your hair in a ponytail so no one can grab you like there are safety tips you know and you're just and just the fact that like females constantly need to fear the fact that like men are gonna sexually assault them is insane like yeah. you're hyper aware all the time even, like even when I walk like walk or do any like anything I'm hyper hyper aware of what's happening where guys they don't care like I'll be talking to a guy friend and he'll be like yeah like I was super drunk and I passed out. I fell asleep on the street like I would never or I would try not to yeah like it's so, it's so different it's so if I'm being honest it's probably that <laughs> like and it's stupid that we even need to worry about that so yeah I agree and I think too it's just a lot of times is like I understand you know guys don't fully get it and I recognize that there are a lot there are also a decent amount of men who have been sexually assaulted themselves mm-hmm. but it's just that sometimes they'll be like well it's not that bad like can we stop like with the shaming and the discrediting behind sexual assault because I feel like the number of people who have experienced some sort of harassment or assault is way higher than people realize. And a lot of times too, they associate harassment and assault with the way you look. So some people think, oh, you're a six foot woman. You've probably been never assaulted or harassed. I absolutely have. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm sure you have too, and we don't have to go into the details, but it's just like the amount of times that I've been open and shared like, yeah, I've been harassed or, you know, that I have had like some instances, personal instances happen. It's just that I, I don't know. People, it's like I've been told like, oh, you could have done something differently or that was okay because of XYZ situation. I'm like, no. Yep. This is it's my body. Insane. Don't touch it. Don't look. I mean, just don't. Right. Insane. Man. I wish I was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't though because I think that they're I I don't care. I feel like the men men do have their own fair share of like challenges, like toxic masculinity it was a mm-hmm. huge thing. Um, yeah. So. For real. Being a man isn't easy in a different way too. So I respect that. The sexual harassment and assault. I'm right there with you. I'm like now I'm all like fired up about it. That deserves a whole PSA. I know. Seriously. Highly recommend the movie Bombshell if anyone is looking for a good kind of, like, not sexual assault movie, but <laughs> a movie where, yeah, harassment, and it's, a tr- it's based on a true story, and you can go look up these news anchors, because it's about people who work at a news company, and um, you can actually see YouTube videos of when people were making comments to them, like, on air. And crazy stuff so bombshell really good movie yes i watched it on christmas so i super liked it i watched it right around that time too sometime in december and i was like i need to tell someone about this movie it's so good <laughs> like, it's on amazon prime too for free so if you have if you want to watch it and you got amazon video and hulu can, and hulu so another one two streaming services you guys got no excuses come back yes. next next time let us know about that movie <laughs> like, yes yes let us know what you think. Because I, I do think when I watched it with my husband, he had some, like, realizations. Because he did turn to me and say, does this really happen? I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This type it of stuff powerful. happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the crazy thing is that's just a story of three women. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them was pro- by proxy, but two actual real stories, so. Right. And the other one, the third fiction, like, the fictional character, she represents a bunch of women basically when you think about it so it's not even three women it's like 20 you know maybe more than that so yeah mm-hmm. all right so this this question is is uh how comfortable do you feel about your body <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> uh yeah uh, it depends i'm comfortable more with like my personality and things like that my body's always been a struggle to love and 
recently, like I switched medications for something and I've been bloating and like putting on water weight and I know it's not permanent, but it's been like mentally wearing me down the past few weeks. And it's been really hard to kind of pull myself and keep myself going because it's, it's just frustrating because you can't control that part of your body in a way because it's, you know, it's just like a physical thing happening and no matter how clean I've been eating and working out, it's, it's been, you know, hard. <laughs> so not very confident, but I think my face is pretty. <laughs> that little Leo, I had to throw it in there, but you know. I think all of you is pretty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what about you? Um, I mean, I am and I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, it's for me, it's an up and down situation. And I've been a lot larger than I have now. I mean, you've seen the photos. I've also been smaller than what I am now. And my weight is a huge fluctuation. Um, when I was younger, I was really made fun of and bullied, not just by, you know, unintentionally by family, but also like kids and, you know, boys mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, lots of mental damage in terms of the way I look that I've been working on fighting through. So I will say I have days that I love myself, but most days I think that I have lots of room for improvement, especially mm -hmm. with COVID. Like, I feel like my body is just undone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard right now. It's just, but I guess where you said it's more, there's room for improvement than it's like, not that it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's more so me being polite for the podcast and not being, <laughs> like, because if I'm being really honest, what I texted my husband today when I looked at myself in the mirror at the gym and said, I am disgusting. Oh, no. What does he say back? He said, I hope that one, he always reminds me, he says, I hope that I get one day you'll be able to see the way I see you. I'm tearing up. Along with some... <laughs> Yeah, so he tries. Yeah, he knows my body dysphoria is also really strong, having had a lot of punctuation of weight. So he knows that it comes and goes. Um, mm. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I think that's also part of the reason why I've been more of a recluse than usual and not going out is because I'm really, part of me is also ashamed of how I look right now. There's been so many times where I've, ditched plans because I felt like I didn't look good enough to go like I was like struggling to find an outfit you know like something stupid but like it would literally cause that much stress and like anxiety of like needing to find an outfit and I would be so hard on myself that like I would just flake I had a meltdown before one of the days of Lala last year because I mm. couldn't find an outfit to wear because I thought I just looked disgusting Yep, I've done that. I've done that before a lot of installs, like full breakdown, <laughs> like prior to installs. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what is this, you know? Yeah, I've been right there with you. And I'll change my outfit like five times. And, and then I end up back in the original one too, usually. <laughs> and then I just feel even worse. <laughs> it's like taking that spin in the fridge the first time there's nothing there and all of a sudden like the fridge is full after five times. <sighs> yeah. But it's a process to it's a journey you yeah. know forever journey mm -hmm. Ooh, what's your favorite indulgence mm, calories no option i would love high-end oh, you can eat sushi mm. i love that's sushi. funny i was thinking sushi too in my head at first but my favorite indulgence is I love ice cream ice cream is definitely top but then I think if I was like thinking about a meal I want sundombu the Korean mm. tofu soup oh. but I need to also get an the side of the seafood pancake like I can't just have one I gotta have the soup and I need I need the seafood pancake so yes yeah absolutely yeah, um, I shared that recently too. I was just like, "This is the best meal ever! Like, this is this is it." Like, it's so simple down. too. That's like the best part about those dishes. Your mom has made them for me a couple times. They have brought me great comfort, mm, but I haven't been eating them because I feel disgusted. Oh, <laughs> she makes some good-looking food. I'm always like, "Dang, I want that." Oh, 
or a pastry, a really good lobster tail, a really good Italian lobster tail, I will chow down on. Mm, I gotta make you these brownies sometime. My bra uh, I have this recipe for brownies where they taste like cocoa puffs. Whoa, that's interesting. And it's just because the ingredients I use with the chocolate. Oh, I wanna try that, that sounds good. I like, if I'm gonna choose a dessert, my go-to desserts are brownies and carrot cake. Fun fact, I, I love actually, carrot cake. I love carrot cake. I was thinking carrot cake too. That's my favorite cake, definitely. Mine too. I actually hate cake except for carrot cake. I would honestly say almost the same. Like I'm not a big cake person unless it's carrot cake. I have recently found out though that I make really great cakes. I made a carrot cake for your mom's uh, husband and then I made a German chocolate cake for Zach's birthday. So I made two cakes in December. That chocolate one was probably good. It was probably rich. Yeah, it, I had never made German chocolate cake before, so it was quite the experience. It, there's a lot of steps mm -hmm. to like get it soft. So that one was fun. And I also made leche flan. My mom made, like my actual mom made that recently. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes when Babs refers to my mom on here, she's not talking about my blood mom, PSA. Your <laughs> <laughs> sorority mom yeah <laughs> um all right this one's i think actually a really good one how do you calm down after like a fight <laughs> i am so hot-headed in fights actually and only until recently have i gotten better at if something's really pissing me off or i'm in a fight i i actually go like i step away from it i just calm like i just completely separate myself put down the phone put down whatever was happening, like exit, whatever it is. Um, and then I usually try and just uh, remove myself from the situation and look at it from a different perspective. And then sometimes I'll usually text somebody that I'm really close to because I, I don't even need them per se to give me a solution, but I need to talk to someone about it because as I'm talking about it, then I can calm down and kind of almost like hear myself speak. And then I'm like, oh gosh, okay, maybe I am being a little dramatic or whatever it is or overthinking it. Or sometimes it's validated. Like, <laughs> so, depends. What about you? I gotta talk that shit out until I'm not mad. I mm -hmm. am the type, I am a very external processor. And especially when um, the, uh, I'm fighting with someone directly, it has to be a whole ass conversation until we're both compromised. So I just yeah. address conflict head on. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, to be on to be honest, I'm rarely in conflicts with anyone outside of like my family. Yeah, um, honestly, same. I haven't been in a conflict in forever. Like I don't knock on wood, man. <laughs> Because I really haven't fought with anybody in, like, ages. Yeah, I, it's usually just family. Because I feel like it, those are the ones you want to, you can fight with. Because they're not going to fall anyway. But, yeah, and you yeah. get triggered the most with them, probably. If I'm really mad, though, it's like, I can't talk to you. And I just got to do my own thing. Mm-hmm, same. I'm just like, I got I to gotta, I gotta leave. <laughs> yeah. I got to go. Yeah. So most of the time I can talk through it and be like decompressed before I have to be in my own space. So that's what I always strive for. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I think we got time for one more, right? Yes, that sounds good. I was just about to ask you. What's a hobby you enjoyed as a kid that you no longer like to do? Sad. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start back up our kid hobbies. <laughs> yeah. That, so maybe hopefully some people think about these questions Inspired, and things that they yeah. would do. Um, you know, I I brought up the roller skating story, but I don't do that anymore. You should. I bought roller skates when COVID started from like a used website or whatever. And they were like 15 bucks and I used them almost every day for like a good while it was warm. <laughs> I just feel like it would look really silly with someone like who looks like me just roller skating. Who gives a fuck, man? Like you, you, you're vibing, you know, you like the, the people who probably will see you on them too. will probably never see you again anyway, you know? 
Knowing my luck. <laughs> the, or, or they'll be like, dang, it's, there's the rollerblading girl. She just, yeah. you know? Like. But, yeah, I would love to, like, maybe roll ice skate or rollerblade again. I also hate ice. People are like, you should go ice skating because I live next to an ice skating rink. And I'm like, no, I hate ice skating. It's not my thing. I'm a roller skater. <laughs> I'm a blader. <laughs> Beyblader. Yes, that was one hobby I missed. Beyblades, man. You still can. Let's see how much they are on Amazon, what you think of your hobby. <laughs> um, this is not like a random hobby, but this is off, a little off topic too. But the other day I was driving with my roommate and she was like, you ever think about how the last day you played outside of a child you never knew that it was going to be your last day, but it was. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that's sad. Why well, like, can't be over the summer? Like, that's what, nice. what, would we, what were we playing, though? You know, what, can, what do we define as playing? Outside? Like, the days when you were a kid and you'd, like, ride your bike to someone's house and, like, get all your friends and then ride to someone else's house and, like, play kickball or foursquare or, you know, go do whatever. She was like, you didn't really think it was your last day, but then it was. And I was like, well, it's a little depressing. <laughs> but my kid, because then, cause then we were talking about like role playing too as kids, like how much we role played and now kids these days don't do that. And I was like, I feel like we were so creative, like the types of skills too, that you were almost gained role playing with someone. Like, I don't know how to describe that. But and the people who role play, we low key think are kind of weird now as adults. <laughs> it's true it's true for real um man okay so what hobby though did I enjoy as a kid that what hobbies did I have as a kid I feel like I almost have more hobbies now <laughs> I feel like when I was a kid I almost didn't have hobbies because I was really busy too oh okay I got one I miss martial arts and I miss fighting like being completely honest I really miss sparring and like just like fighting <laughs> I don't know it's one thing and I, I kind of want to get back into martial arts or like kickboxing soon more as a like protective measure and kind of refresh my skills and just to make myself feel a little safer but I, I miss uh martial arts and kind of using your body and the whole aspect of it I totally feel that because I actually got into boxing a couple years ago and then I had to stop going to that gym and like I really liked it and I oh. the only person I would ever spar with was my husband but we would uh, really go at it mm -hmm. but he would actually hit me like it was we actually got each other yeah I had an ex who was really into boxing and he would like wear the gloves and I'd punch him and he and he was literally like a boxing coach and it was so much fun like we'd be doing the duck the diving and the hitting and the one two like crazy stuff and i that was really enjoyable Yo. Broke off. <laughs> remember when we used to play things like kickball or dodgeball or handball My, i never played tetherball that is something but a lot of those games yeah my my neighbor and I we would create games and make set rules for them like scoring rules and do these crazy games that maybe I should maybe look into making them like someone's can jam idea you know like something like that like those types of spike ball like we used to come up with games like that too kind of in a way and just have rules and keep score and crazy stuff you totally should I will say I was like your height when I oh, a little bit shorter than you when I was like in fifth grade, and so when I played tetherball, I just like fuck it up, just pretty much. Oh my gosh, that's so funny! I never played tetherball. I like I kind of understand how it works, but I know you smash it. Yeah, or you pretty, want to. So pretty much, it's just like back and forth, and your goal is to like get it your side like wrapped in your direction before mm. the other person and so it's like you would hit it back and forth and so i just recall like hitting it and getting this momentum like pow 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 or monkey bar races i can't even i can't even like pull myself on a monkey bar anymore weird i have a 
big fear of monkey bars, and I still really can't do them. <laughs> like, I can maybe get, like, three bars in, and I really can't. But then one day I went to play tennis with my mom, and she literally was, like, up on there. Oh, like, you're literally, like, twice my age, if not more. And she was, she was like, a little kid. She was, I was, like, what the heck? <laughs> like, man, that was fun. I enjoyed this. This was good. We can do another episode like this or something. Yeah, they're good filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we're wrapping it up. That's about it. That's all we got for you guys. Let us know how much money it will take for you to lick someone's toe. Let us know your old childhood hobbies. Let us know any answers from these questions, I guess, right? And let us know what you think about Bombshell. Yes, the, we, we uh, report back to us on that. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. Dav, you got anything else? No, I guess we out. Okay. Is it good enough? (laughs) And then I'll cut it here. This should work. Don't. Let me stop recording.